Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 133 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. If you need some clothes, we got tanks, hoodies, long sleeves, and t-shirts. Send us a message to get you one. You will not look as good as us in it, but you can try. <laughs> that's how i'm starting the night all right all right i like it i like the energy um, man our first pod of 2023 baby uh, our first pod real fast shout out to greasy hustle from pa who's logged in tonight uh we hope we give you some good entertainment tonight because i'm sure me and uh theories will greasy we'll, we'll go at it we're gonna be talking greasy on this podcast that's yeah, for sure talking greasy, and we hustle um before we start tonight, I just want to say um, shout out, uh, love, thoughts, and prayers to DeMar Hamlin and the entire Buffalo Bills. Uh, we didn't do our show on Tuesday because, um, you know, we didn't want to be tone deaf and come in here and talk sports and laugh and giggle when a tragedy like that happened. Uh, I know for me personally, that was one of the scariest things I've ever watched on TV. Um, and I'm not really good with those situations. I'm, I'm not, I'm uncomfortable talking about them, but I felt like tonight it would be the right thing to do before we started to have some fun and go back to talking about sports. Um, so DeMar Hamlin um, got positive updates today, which I was very happy to hear. Um, and hopefully, you know, that nothing like that happens again. Couldn't agree so. more. I felt a little weird potting on Tuesday uh, due to circumstances um, that happened 24 hours prior to that. And we decided to cancel the show because of that reason. Um, we were happy to do so because I felt like we didn't want to come off insensitive or anything, but I share the same thoughts, thoughts and prayers to DeMar, his family, the Buffalo Bills organization. Shout out to the medical staff, of the Buffalo Bills. Um, they are the real heroes, man. Like that was amazing. They, they saved his they life. They saved bro. his life. Uh, there's a lot of positive reports coming out from DeMar and um, it's just, it's great to hear. And I just, you know, prayers to to that man and his family and uh we wish him well and you know hopefully he comes home soon absolutely um greasy hustle said he is a huge bills fan um <laughs> i like josh allen josh allen's my guy josh allen is he's him all right i so here's the thing i'm i don't want to go too too crazy in here um uh, I am a Josh Allen truth teller. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I let people know what, what the what the media and uh, Bills fans will not say about Josh Allen. 
Um, but no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that tonight and uh, bag on him or anybody in there. Um, so I will be rooting for them for the rest of the year, um, because I want to see them prosper and, um, I want to see them do it for, uh, DeMar Hamlin. I agree. I, I genuinely agree. feel that, um, unless they meet the Eagles in the Super Bowl, then we'll have a little bit of a different conversation. Uh, cause I'm an Eagles fan first, but, um, for the rest of the year, I, I'm going to refrain from bagging on the bills. Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, you know, everything you just said was is spot on. I also want to add that Josh Allen spoke about T Higgins and told, you know, everybody to, you know, take it easy on him. It's not his fault. He made a football play for Josh Allen to speak out and DeMar's family to speak out on T Higgins. Um, that meant a lot. Wait, what did Josh Allen say? I didn't see that. Uh, there was a big clip on it uh, earlier today in his press conference. Before he ended it, he said, I have one more thing to say. Uh, on you know along the lines of you know everybody you know uh, pray for T Higgins pretty much you know it's he made a football play it's it wasn't his fault I just want him to know that um, everybody supports him and you know that's awesome uh, yeah that, yeah that's a high character guy unlike that pile of shit Bart Scott that's on ESPN why, that's why I like Josh Allen man he's 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 got the personality the swag the personality he's a good dude yeah um, I think he really really has a big heart I think he loves his teammates that that that. I can I can rally around a player. Yeah, like that, man. And the thing is, too, dude, you see like Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, Mixon and everybody just coming out with the support and things like that. And it's like, you know, you see that and it's like, obviously, it's a violent game. But at the end of the day, like those guys do care about each other. You know, like they didn't want to play. It's a fraternity. It really the brotherhood, is, man. You know it really what I mean? is, man. Like they go out there and, you know, you got to do your job and you want to you want to hit people and put the hurt on them. Pause. But at the and end of the day. Yeah, it's, it's entertainment. entertainment. And at the end of the day, though, you don't want to hurt anybody. No. I got no. a speech right here if you want me to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah play it. I, I did not see it. So for, for everybody in the audience that didn't hear this clip of Josh Allen earlier, it's being played right now. Hit it, Philly Phil. Amazing. That's leadership. That's uh, a franchise quarterback. That's somebody you want leading your team. Um, that's 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 just classic leadership right there. He didn't have to say that, you know, um, but he did because, again, it's all about the NFL fraternity and salute Josh Allen for that. That is amazing. And I, you know, I definitely wish T Higgins well as well, um, you know. Something like that going, you know, you don't know what he's thinking, what his emotions are, how he feels about himself. But um, it, I can tell him right now, not that he's probably going to watch his podcast, but I would say, you know, um, you know, hold your head high. It's not your fault. And, you know, um, everybody's around you that supports you. They love and care about you. So if you ever feel any doubts or anything, reach out to your teammates, your, your team and et cetera. And, uh, you know, hopefully you recover from a tragedy of this so yeah. um it's just really hard to speak on something like this man because i've never seen this before and nobody has and i've played sports man and when you have teammates that you care about and you see them get hurt even if they broke their arm their foot whatever you still like deeply care there's a there's a sense of love there that um you have for your teammates you you grind with them all all all, all through the uh the off season 
working out, practices, preparing for the game. Like you see them more than your family at some point in time in the, in the year. So for them to, um, you know, rally around T Higgins like that and support him, that's amazing. And I salute, I salute that. 100%. Yeah, me too, man. It was, um, I mean, I was watching it in bed and they kept going to commercial breaks and then I was checking Twitter to see what was going on. And then they mentioned the whole CPR thing. And I'm like, oh shit. Because when he initially fell, I was like, damn, he's concussed. Yeah, but real, real quick, I'm actually going to play that video again because we're having that sound problem. I'm just going to play it one more time. Okay. It's only, th it's only uh, 35 seconds long. Yeah, my mama just texted me too. They didn't hear it? No, there was no sound on it. Okay. Yeah. Final thoughts? Nothing. I just, I hope he continues to recover as well as he is. And, um, you know, I hope the Bills rally around him and they do it for him and they have, you know, they finish out the rest of the season strong. And um, still no sound, Philly Phil. Sorry. Still? Yeah. What the fuck? Technical difficulties from the P&I pod. We're off to a uh, rusty start here in 2023, but we will pick it right back up. I promise you that. Phil out here playing like Russell Wilson. <laughs> Uh, just keep it going because I, I, I have no idea. What the Phil fuck Wilson. All good. Um, but yeah, with that being said, do you have anything else you want to add? No, just uh, prayers for everybody involved. Um, awesome. Yeah. Great. All right, guys. Tonight, we will start off the show with the Saints beating the Eagles 20 to 10. Psychotic and iconic. Eagles lose their second straight game. Um, I think that puts to bed the rumors that Gardner Minshew can do the same things that uh, Jalen Hurts can do. I, I mean, I believe that. Would you say that? <laughs> I think it's a joke. Okay. Because I just... Do you think I was going to disagree with you? I've been saying all no, here no, no, for no, the no, entire no. podcast. Um, I'm trying to understand how you have professional analysts going on TV and saying that, like Chris Sims, um, who didn't have Jalen Hurts ranked as a top 40 quarterback in his offseason rankings say that uh, Gardner Minshew could come in and do the same exact things as Jalen Hurts, which that is finally put to bed. At least he's consistent. He's very consistent. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have him in his top 40. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's 32 quarterbacks at start. I know. So, um, yeah. So, it, Jalen Hurts is the system. He is the engine that makes the Eagles go. Um, with that being said, do you think the Eagles should be worried at all? Absolutely. You lose two straight. You don't want to go in the playoffs cold. Am I right? I'm not worried. I, you have to be worried because even when Hertz comes back, you got to get that fire back. You got to get the, you know, camaraderie, the, um, the momentum back, everything you guys had from the last, you know, from the first 14 weeks was amazing. The Eagles were looking like a super bowl team. They were looking like a slam dunk in the NFC. And the last two weeks I'm starting to question their status moving forward because I think they kind of botched the Jalen Hurts situation, in my opinion. He should have sat against Dallas, but he should have played last week. I agree. I thought, well, I, for one, I thought he was going to play against he the Saints. He was practicing. And I thought he should have played against the Saints, but the Eagles thought that they could beat them without them. Agreed. Which was a, a bad move because, again, the Saints are playing. They don't have their first-round pick this year. Saints are tough, bro. So, I know, I know. I knew you, were, you had to drop that in there. Um, I'm ignoring it. 
Uh, but it was Gardner Minshew, <laughs> a backup. He played like a backup. Right? So when A.J. Brown caught that touchdown pass, I'm like, all right, here we go. We're back in it. Yeah. Then when Minshew threw that pick six, I'm like, okay, it's over. And just going from there, it's like, you know, they're just – they need hurts. Did Minshew hurt his stock moving forward? Yeah, for sure. Because I think that if he would have at least split – I mean, at that point, you can say because he played all right in the Dallas game. Yeah, I know he, he, great. he did have turnovers. Yeah, I think I mean, he had two or three. Two, two, three, maybe. I think he had two picks, two fumbles, or two fumbles, something like that. Um, so if if he would have won the Dallas game, it would have been big. Um, but to lose to Dallas and then lose to New Orleans, now you're putting a ton of pressure on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts next week. Although they're playing the Giants, who aren't going to play any any other starters. So is that confirmed? I mean, the line's fourteen. And they, they can't move out of the sixth seed. Okay. So I don't think it would be – I don't. why would they run the risk? And they're going to play Minnesota. They'll go to Minnesota, but they almost beat them the first time they played. Do you think it's a smart strategy to do so? For who? Benching players the last game of the season? I don't typically. Um, I would say play them a little bit, maybe a half or something like that. I mean, it, it's football. Like, things are going to happen. But it depends because, like, you don't want to ruin – like, I'm big of not ruining momentum. Agreed. And, like, with the – but then again, it, it could also depend on on seeding. Even though the Giants are locked into the sixth seed, like, you might want to, you know, play a different team or something like that. It's 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 an extended version of practice. Certain people need it, though. Like, the Bucks, I wouldn't – uh, the Bucks, I would play. They are playing. Yeah, you need you need to get your offense going. And with what you just showed – we'll get to them in a little bit. With what you just showed is that your offense is is – clicked a little bit like you showed something mm-hmm. for the first time all season um but no I, i'm not a fan of sitting them to be honest yeah I'm, it, I'm, I'm i'm not gonna lie man i'm really worried about the eagles man i am i am i'm not I, at all I, with I, them I dude why because you got to understand right like if they if they win this game they haven't played a meaning a meaningful game in quite some time right even if they win this game, I mean, this game you could say is meaningful because it's for the one seed, but you're playing against backups. You haven't really seen a good team outside of Dallas, but Dallas, you didn't have your your, 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 uh, your quarterback. But you need to have your quarterback there so you have momentum and you're clicking. Like, when you go into the playoffs, you got to be peaking. You got to be elevating. You got to be, like, um, amongst the best. Like, you are playing your best football. Like the Packers. From that, correct. You got to be playing your best football in this in this type of time. Now, the Eagles are playing their worst football. Well, that will change once it, Jalen Hurts comes back. M- yeah, well, it, it's going to change for one week, but they're playing against backups. So, they haven't really had a, a real test. That's what I'm concerned about. Because when they play a, uh, in, you know, divisional round, just say the Eagles win this week, which I think they will. They play in the divisional round. Do they want to see the Packers? I would I would relish in that moment. I'm just saying the Packers are a hot team. If the Packers do get in, does anybody want to see a team like that? That has really nothing to play for. They are literally riding the momentum to the max. I know what you're saying, and I get you. Eagles don't have momentum. You don't want to run into a hot team, but I yes. think is it, I think the Eagles are the clear-cut best team in the NFC. I agree so for me, with you. I wouldn't. I know what you're saying though. Like Harris hasn't played in two weeks. He's going to play this week. Then they're going to have a bye week if they win. Right. So he's only going to play one game in four weeks. It'll be a second game in five weeks when the divisional round comes. Correct. So, but I don't.
open up a little bit. Lane Johnson, Epps, you don't want that. You want to be healthy. Right. So, and Hurts himself got hurt. But I just like, I'm not too worried about that because I think the Eagles are able to overcome it. I think they're that strong. Their roster's good to overcome it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And now look, Hurts has two weeks off. That's a that's a refreshment for him. It is, but you need reps. I agree. Game reps are important, especially when you started off 13 and one. If he comes back, if he comes back against the Giants and it's like he didn't didn't miss a beat, and you know they're they blow him out, then I think everybody's perception will change a little bit because at that point you're going to be like, okay, they're still the oiled machine that they were for 14 games. But is it fair to say that when they're playing against backups? Or, or do you think it's just the NFL in general and they're still good well, enough to, to stop you? I think they should do that. My point is they should do that. Like, it's, this shouldn't be a 13-10 game. They should hang 30 points on the Giants, Agreed. especially backups. They need to come out and they need to be the team that they were before. The game needs to be put away early. What if they sputter a little bit? You worried? How, how do they finish? If they, if, if they play like shit the whole game and they come out with a win, then it's kind of like, ugh. Like, all right, you got the win. Yes, you got first place, regroup, and things like that. I will be like a little, I'm saying, but I just, you know, I got to see the game first. I have to see how they come out of the, out of not having it for two weeks. So the last couple of weeks, what it told me about the Eagles in general and Jalen Hurts is that Jalen Hurts is the MVP of this league. It's not even a question. And, he I, is and I don't understand where. The Mahomes, I, I understand the Mahomes conversation, but you got to look at the Eagles. They were 13 to one. Jalen Hurts gets hurt and they lose two straight. That's that's glaring to me. They, 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 they didn't lose two games all season and they lost two games in a row when Jalen Hurts was out. That's an MVP candidate. That's that's number one. Period. That's number one candidate. I know the Eagles have a good team. That's that was never. That was never part of the discussion. They were always a good team. But Jalen Hurts makes them better. He makes that team a Super Bowl team. You can't just put in Gardner Minshew and expect the same result. It's not going to happen. They have different skill sets. Jalen Hurts likes to run with, you know, he likes to run. He likes, now he can pass. He has a good rapport with A.J. Brown. He's got a good rapport with Devontae Smith. All of his players, they trust him. So he is literally, it's, it's insane how nobody's really talking about that. Nobody's talking about Jalen Hurts being the MVP. I know because now it's like it's like know. it's like all right, the healthiest best player has got to be the MVP, which I, I understand to a like to a degree. But if he misses a couple games, why would that like hinder his MVP chances when he's been balling all season every single game? Well, here's the thing: when when Wentz got hurt in 17, it was what game 14 against the Rams, right? Yeah. And he missed the final two games of the season. Well, he missed the rest of the season, but the final two there games, were 16 games. At that yeah, point. like yeah. I still think Wentz should have been the MVP that year. It was four. He missed two games. Like it was fourteen games. The the reason why because the Eagles won without him. Correct. But I'm just saying, like in terms of of Hurts, now he missed two games this year. This right? is a different circumstance because the Eagles lost now, without it, him. Yeah, that's my that's my point exactly. Yeah. No. I, like I get you. you're proving his value. If Minshew came in there and he won against the Saints and then he won against Dallas or vice versa, excuse me, it would have like people would have had a leg of stand on. They would have sure. been able to say, you know, okay. It is the whole team, like Micah Parsons it's said. It's that system. It's not. Jalen Hurts, is, it's proven. Jalen Hurts is that system. It's just for me with Jalen Hurts, the leap he took this year was so massive that people actually couldn't believe it because the throws got better, the timing got better, which I kept saying was a big proponent last year why the throws weren't getting there. It was timing and rhythm. It was not so much that his arm was a noodle. But 
you see the development that he had this year has been so large that, you know, people just, they don't want to give him the credit yet. I still feel like people think that it, it may not be, this isn't who he is, that next year he may have a drop off. So let me ask you a question. If, if that's the case for Hertz, can we say the same thing for Trevor Lawrence? He's having a great, a great run right now, mm -hmm. but is it just a blimp? Well, or is it because he was in the number one overall pick to, well, Yes and no, because with Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence was good. He was a, you know, when he was coming out of Clemson, he was regarded as like the next big thing. Jalen Hurts was good too. He was, but Jalen Hurts got benched for Tua. Like he was a backup and uh, he was taken out of the bowl game and Tua came in and won. So like there were some things with Hurts, then Hurts got taken in the second round. With Trevor, it was like he was a surefire thing. And then when Sab um, Urban Meyer came in, it ruined everything because he looks so bad. I mean, you and I were saying like, what's the first word that comes to mind? And I was saying overrated because I'm like, where is the guy that everybody was obsessed with? I don't see it. Now this year I see it. I get it now. So maybe Trevor Lawrence was a bad example. Let me take us back to a Justin Fields. Who gets more love, Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts? Now Hurts. Now I think right now hurts, but with Justin Fields, it's hard to compare them because Justin Fields has no wide receiver. I mean, Ju Justin Jefferson has more receiving yards than the entire Chicago Bears wide receivers. Is that an indictment on the quarterback? No, it's an indictment on a poor offensive line and ownership. Because Darnell Mooney had 1,000 yards last year. He did. So yeah. where, what happened to that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Who was the quarterback last year? Um, Who was our quarterback? Uh, Foles and somebody else. But yeah, they have Foles and uh, some bum. Was it a bum? They had to be. They weren't good. <laughs> yeah, who was their uh... Bears quarterback of 2021? Does anybody know in the audience? Yeah, I ha I don't know it off the top of my head. That's a good question. Um, oh, it was wasn't it Dalton? Oh, yeah, Andy Dalton. QB1. Yeah. QB, it was Andy Dalton. I told you, he put That's up right. That. I remember that now. Yeah. So, okay, right? Now, if you think Fields is a decent player, he should be able to get his quarterback, his wide receivers to football. That's how I see it. So, is it an indictment on the quarterback? I mean, we like to blame the wide receivers, like to blame the team, but... <laughs> The quarterback has a he throws the football. Yes, but it, but in, Cole in, Komet is pretty good. In saying that, though, I I pointed this out before. Every quarterback that like was on that level where you didn't know once they got that star wide receiver, they blossomed. So that like he needs somebody. Like that's what I was talking about when people were going crazy about Chase Claypool. I'm like, you gave up a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Like Chase Capel stinks. But but here's this is this is the example that I and this is way off topic, but this is a good conversation because. You know, uh, a lot of people don't think it like this, but what about Jared Goff? I mean, he went to Detroit to die, and he's balling out of his mind. But, he's, you know, what are you going to say? Oh, he has Amon Ra, but... No, Jared make, Goff is a good quarterback. Did he... I mean, he did he help Amon Ra? Yeah. Because Amon Ra wasn't even... I mean, he was a rookie, right? I believe. Yeah, like when, when, Yeah. So, um, my thing is, it's like, okay, so... Their offensive line is, uh, is full of studs, though. Their offensive line is outstanding. Okay, but the quarterback's getting them in the football. He is. I know. So, I mean. He's a top 10 quarterback this year. You know, I, I, and I understand the Bears have a terrible offensive line. I get it. But Fields' specialty is the running. I think Fields gets a little bit more love because he's a little bit more flashy than Jalen Hurts. Like, he'll, he'll break it off for 50 yards and go crazy. And um, 
So I feel like he might get a little bit more love. I think he gets a little bit more leniency than, than Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts loses in the playoffs, I think you're going to see a lot of people uh, crush Jalen Hurts and, you know, say he ain't the guy. I don't think he can win a Super Bowl with them. You know, yada, yada, yada. I, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. The, the man has been balling. He is my MVP. If I had to vote right now, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. I have every single, I have the stats and I have the proof that when the Eagles don't have them, they lose and they didn't lose two games all season. Now they lost two. They games. had one, they had one slip up against the red or the command. And that's okay. That's okay. That's what I'm lose. saying. But no, that's but my point loss. is Nick, but my point is, is that Patrick Mahomes lost to the Colts. The Colts been trash all year. They've been horrible all year, but that doesn't get held, held against them. Is it due to the time frame because it's such it was so early in the season that people kind of forget? I mean, and yes, it's in the rear view. I agree, but yeah, but you when you're an MVP, you have to nitpick at shit like that. That's just how that goes. Like that's what I'm saying though. You're the Eagles won for the, the when the Eagles lost to the Commanders. What was it, week eight or nine? I mean, that was six weeks ago. So it's like, all right. I mean, now granted, that was week four or week three with the Chiefs, but I mean, my MVP is Jalen Hurts. That would be my vote. I'm with you. I'm still um, with you. I, I, I know a lot of people would, you know, would crush me and say Mahomes is the MVP, you know, and, you know, I, I can't argue that because Mahomes is balling and he's 430 yards away from breaking Peyton's um, passing record for the season. Um, you know, I want to hear from the audience. Who is your MVP? If you had a vote today, who is your NFL MVP? I have Jalen Hurts. Who are you? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yes. And this is not a homer type of shit. This no, is I just, am not a homer. This is looking at the situation, knowing the award, most valuable player, and the definition of that, and that fits Jalen Hurts for me. I mean, my thing is, to be honest, if you're going by, if you're actually going by most valuable, like who's the most valuable to your team, you can argue Lamar because the Ravens have been terrible without him. You can make a case for Josh Allen. Now, I know that I've been on the opposite end of that fighting and saying that he had, in the last eight weeks, he's only had a game or two where he's played well. But if you take Josh Allen off of the Bills, yeah, I mean, I don't think Case Keenum has them where they are now. Oh, no, no. Even with Josh Allen, even with my issues with Josh Allen and the, and the, the boneheaded mistakes that he makes. I'm yeah. just simply saying that he is so, they're so Josh Allen centric. Like the bills move as Josh Allen moves and that's okay. But I'm saying, you know what I mean? But he, he hasn't had the best of year. He hasn't. According to the stats, he's, he was pretty piss poor in the middle of the season. He was, he has, he's, he had a six game stretch where he was playing below, where he was playing below average, below average. call it what it was, yeah. it was below average. Yeah. I love Josh Allen. Yeah. This is me. Uh, Josh he had two Allen touchdowns, guy. two interceptions and 175 yards. Like you're too good to put up stat lines. like. And that. you have a good enough team to, to where you should be throwing 300 a game. So let's see. Let's go through the comments. Greasy hustle, Josh Allen, shoot him up. Welcome back, man. That was a great episode with shoot him up last time. Hurts for MVP. Uh, Allen. Let's see. Matthew Ross says hurts. Goffar hurts. Uh, Dave Jalen hurts. Wow, a lot of lot of hurts love here. Oh. Goffar say you could say Burrow. Okay, I'm not. I can't disagree with that. All right. Okay. So it seems like Jalen hurts and Josh Allen. No Mahomes talk. Huh? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is with uh, Mahomes too is if you got a Buffalo fan. Allen and Mahomes. I got you, but there's other. I'm people. not saying Greasy's like that, but Drew. 
Drew Oldrotti Jr. says Justin Jefferson. I mean, the guy case. No, because Justin Jefferson got completely shut down by uh, Jair Alexander last game. That hurts him. Here's one thing with with Justin Jefferson. While I think that you can make a case, the here's the problem. Last year, Cooper Cup had was better statistically than Justin Jefferson in nearly every category. And he didn't win. And he didn't win. So if Cooper Cup as a triple crown winner didn't win MVP, how do you justify going to giving it to Justin Jefferson? So that would be my argument against Justin Jefferson, even though I think that Justin Jefferson has been outstanding this year. And like you said, he got shut down in two games. He got shut down by Darius Slay, and he got shut down last week by Jair Alexander. Agreed. So again, when you nitpick for MVP, those things matter. And that's just, that's just that comes with the territory of being in the MVP discussion. Yeah, but people, people, guys are allowed to have bad games. They are. Michael Jordan has had a bad game. That's why LeBron James that's why had a bad baby game. Goat. Tom Brady has had a bad game and he still have won the MVP. Yeah. Like just because people have bad games doesn't make them they're not the MVP. But based on today's world, it seems like Justin Jefferson won't fit the MVP mold because of that. Because the viewers, the voters are looking for that. They're looking for somebody who is um peaking at the right moment. Everybody has their eyes on them. They're performing week in and week out. And Justin Jefferson failed to do so last week. And right after Jair Alexander said it was a fluke. That's what hurts him because he proved his point to a degree. Mm-hmm. It was a fluke. I mean, look, to say that you, and you, then you hold him to one catch for a, what, what yeah. was it, five yards? Or, He's got it like this stand on 15 he, yards. Bro, it's it, 15 yards. He had one catch, five targets, and 15 yards. That's what it was. That's yes. why I got the five. Shut down after he had two, uh, two touchdowns. And then he the gritty match. in front of him. And then he grit on third down. Yeah. He gritted on third down, knowing that there's another play, and you know you're going to shut his ass down from not getting a first down, that you gritty on second, right after second down. That's crazy, fam. I like the energy, though. I love that. But that just shows you uh, the Packers team is clicking, man. They're having fun, and it's just, it's great to see, man. We're going to talk about them uh, shortly. Um, to get back on track after our nice 10 minute uh, off topic, uh, do you think the Eagles win this week and capture the NFC's top seed? I'm saying absolutely. Uh, they handle them, they rest up and get ready for the divisional round. I, yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't even know the Giants back. <coughs> you know who that is? Is it um, probably Kerry Collins or something? Tyrod Taylor? It is Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Tyrod. Who knows? He, yeah. he has some wheels to him, he can move. Um, but the 14 point spread, I think is a little too much. What's wild to me. Hold on real fast. I'm just thinking of this. Who are their backup? Their wide receivers. They're starting wide receivers are backups. So who are their backup wide receivers? <laughs> uh, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> I want to, if yeah. I die and I God forbid, but if I God die, forbid. I want to come back as Kenny Galladay. Cause that man stole money. He got that huge contract from the giants. And I think he caught like three passes. Um, who, man, that's, that's a good compare uh, who would i be i would have been chase daniel <laughs> chase daniel sam bradford yeah. stanton they put the ski mask on and got the bag bro, and didn't do shit they had no grass stains on their jerseys nothing they haven't washed the jersey they have all year no hell no their socks are clean their cleats are clean everything about them is clean and they're making bank don't even got and a they've been doing anything in their entire career i would love to be chase daniel Absolutely. that works that works all right guys moving on to our next one the buccaneers beat the panthers to win the nfc south psychotic and iconic. your buccaneers did it mm. tom comes back like the undertaker oh you starting now huh yo 
Watch out, dog. You hear that? I knew it was coming. Back, Your baby. voice cracking and shit. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. He is back, bro. He said, let's go. Yeah. He is back, bro. Wait, my, my voice cracked? Yeah. I didn't even yeah. notice. <laughs> you were all giddy. I was. I was. Um. Wow. What, what, what can you say about this performance? Uh, I say real. look out to the NFC. And I feel bad for whoever comes in the Buccaneers tracks unless they got to come to Philly. Look. A 45-year-old quarterback playing 16 NFL games. And the 16th game, he has 76 completion, a 76% completion percentage, 432 yards, and three fucking touchdowns against a up-and-coming Panthers team, you could say, a rebuilding franchise. But they were playing extremely well at the moment. Their defense is pretty good. They ranked amongst uh, the top in the league in defense. Their defense is pretty stout. And uh, they, you know, they've been balling, man. I mean, damn, uh, Sam Darnold has been lights out since uh, he took over that job. And he had the Panthers, you know, gaining some momentum towards the playoff push. So for the Bucks <laughs> to respond like this, this is exactly what we were waiting for. We were waiting for the Tom Brady deep to Evans. I always said it on this podcast for the entire fucking year. Throw it deep to Mike Evans. Utilize your guys. Tom Brady was successful. The Bucs won the Super Bowl because what they did was they pushed the ball down the field. They threw it deep. They went, they did the play action plays. They opened up the middle of the field. You saw that against the Carolina Panthers. And all this smoke about Brady and Evans losing connection, we could put that to bed. We could put that to bed. I know it was one game, but they have a history together to where I I, I believe in them. I missed you, fam. I know Why? you because it's been bottling up for weeks. Man, they finally let it out. I, I I just couldn't understand it. Like I was <laughs> like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on, fam?" Be like, I, I am I wrong? No, because I kept telling you, I still think Tom Brady's elite. I didn't see anything. The only thing that I was saying was like, "All right, he's missing some throws that he gen generally doesn't miss." But by the same token, when you look at it, it's like he has no time to throw the ball, and the offensive scheme is horrible. They're getting healthier too. They are the, uh, the offensive Jensen, line is getting Jensen, back. Jensen's coming back. Uh, I think they said maybe the first game of the playoffs, which to me I don't like, because you made it there without him, and I don't know if that fucks up the camaraderie which be, be, between teammates, communication. <laughs> you haven't been there all year, so a lot of things do change. So I, I don't I don't know how that really it positively impacts them. I know leadership. It will, it will help them. He's, he's a vet though. He's, he's a vet. I, I get it. But when you don't play the entire season and you have players around you, you have to, you have communication. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to know the signals who's coming, where, you know, the check down the mic, you got to know all this, you know, all that stuff. There's a lot more than just blocking the man in front of you because a lot of teams like to, you know, throw stunt defenses at you and shit like that, where they had a defensive end coming in yeah. to the center. The, the, uh, the, the defensive tackle comes and wraps around the edge. Like those communications matter. And especially when you have a 45 year old quarterback, you got to protect them at all costs. So Ryan Jensen, to me, I don't know if it actually positively impacts them right now. Um, so I, I'm not really like excited about it, but if he plays this week and they can get some kind of, you know, um, rhythm, yeah. then I'll be excited because then he would be a big factor in the playoffs moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same exact way. Um, and I kept saying it with Brady, man, like I, it was just going to take that one moment, that one game, they were down 14, nothing, right? 
or was it just seven nothing? Or and then fourteen seven. Fourteen zero. They're now fourteen zero, and I'm just laughing. I was, I was I, actually I was like, wow, this is over. I was talking to Jimmy, and Jimmy texted me. It was like, yo, the Bucks are really going to get blown out. And I was at the park with my son, and I started laughing. And I look, and it's fourteen. Damn, nothing. yo, Jim, why didn't you text me that shit? Fam? Yeah. Well, we were talking. Why didn't you text me that? Talk that shit. We were talking about the dark horse, and uh, Carson Wentz. We were talking about him, and then he oh, just threw God. that in there. And uh, so we start laughing, and I'm like, holy shit. And the next thing I know, they were blowing him out. I'm like, and then when I saw the stat line, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, I knew it just in time. The Rams, they had a chance to bury the Bucks. The Saints had a chance to bury the Bucks. Something, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Greasy also. Why is Jake Paul giving hands to a schlong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that's just the NFC was put on notice. Because I promise you, Tom Brady's not going away easy. And if the Eagles have to play them in the first round, I want nothing to do with that. You know what I saw? Let I saw, Dallas and 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 Dak deal with that guy. You know what's crazy? If Tom Brady does not win the Super Bowl this year, he would be tied with Peyton Manning for the most losses in playoff history. Really? Yeah. He only has 10? 13. Manning has 11, Well, he right? has 12, I think. Okay. And Manning has 13 in 20 less games. I was just going to say that. So, games matter. So... Brady's Unless you're at, talking about LeBron and Jordan, then the games don't matter. As a competitor, Brady's looking at that. He's like, I can't lose, bro. I can't be in that record book for the most losses in the playoffs. Well, it's I'm a him. lot different for him. I'm him. It's a lot different. He also has seven Super Bowls. Understood. But as the competitor he is, he looks at that shit. He's an NFL historic, uh, historian. Yeah. That's exactly what he, he knows the game. He knows the history of the game. He is not stupid. I I liked what I saw. Um I think the Bucks should play their starters the next game, maybe for a half, you know, get a rhythm going. They should practice the red zone and third down. That is their two glaring weaknesses. It's their Achilles heels. Because when you kick field goals in the playoffs, you're getting beat. You're getting beat. When you go in the red zone, you must score touchdowns. That puts a lot of pressure on the opposing team, quiets down the crowd if you're on the road, and it pumps up the crowd if you're home. It A touchdown – in the red zone is so crucial in the playoffs. And that is where they struggle the most. So this is an opportunity for them to gain. To me, it's free practice. You're getting real live game reps and you could treat it as practice. (laughs) So I am looking forward for them to clean up those messes and then head into the playoffs and all bets are off. Records go out the window. Nothing matters. It's, it's do or die. Let me ask you before do or die before we move on. Are the Bucks dangerous? Absolutely, they're, they're dangerous. I just I, I needed to hear because I knew bro, it was coming. This man's dangerous. This man's dangerous. He's a very dangerous man. They're like Juntao. Like That's why they're dangerous. Other than that, they have nothing. Uh, Brady is a, is a machine, fam. Fourteen nothing. The comeback, fourteen nothing, and throw a bomb. The problem to Mike is, Evans right in the fucking breadbasket. Like you couldn't put it any better, bro. The problem is, is if they would have got blown out, they would have blamed Brady's defense. But they don't talk about the defense holding up, holding the Panthers after the Panthers jumped out to that big lead. So it's just like, just like I've been saying for 20 years, bro. When Brady wins, he gets all the credit. When Brady loses, this one, that one, this one, that I, one. Mike, he threw for 430 fucking yards. I didn't say I didn't say he did it. He's 45 years old, bro. It doesn't do? matter. He's still in the league. I, I I understand it, but 45 is a different. Like people are looking at Tom Brady to say, "Oh, that's Tom Brady." Yeah, bro. He's 45 years yeah. fucking old. That's yes. insane. That is unprecedented shit, bro. I, I understand That's that. historical. I understand. All I'm saying is, when we lose, we can talk, Tom. 
Because we haven't talked it's Tom. all talk, Tom. No, we haven't. I put blame on Tom. I'm making. I'm just. I know. Okay, I know. I'm holding so you in check. Trying to ignore. What, I'm what just simply saying that if the if the Buccaneers would have lost to the Panthers, I don't believe I I don't believe we would have blamed Brady. Why? Because I, I blame Brady the last couple games. I'm saying the defense gave up the first 14 points. Okay. And it looked like it was going to be a slaughtering, which I just was laughing because I kept saying like, "There's no way he's going to lose this game." Because I kept I kept saying like, "I just can't see Sam Darnold and Steve Wilkes beating Tom Brady when the division's on the line." Tom Brady doesn't lose those games. So, but I agree. Who uh, who you got this week? Do you? Well, I don't think it really matters with this game. I'll take the Bucks because I think they're going to play their starters a little bit because they have to get some rhythm. They're at the Falcons. Yeah, they're at the Falcons. Oh, Falcons. we're going to talk about that in a minute. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about that later. Okay, we'll give our picks. I'll give my picks later. But yeah. I, I just want to ask the audience just one question: What is the Bucks ceiling this year in the playoffs? Where do you expect them to be? Where do you think they're going to lose? Who they're going to lose to? I want to hear from you guys. Well, I want to hear from you too. Where, what's their ceiling? They can win the Super Bowl. They can win the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. I'm not there yet. I'm yeah, not there yet. They can win the Super Bowl. I, I will never, dude. I was a Peyton Manning fan. I fought it for years. I say it all the fucking time. I will never bet against Tom Brady moving forward. I don't care what game it is, no matter what. When you have Tom Brady in a must-win situation, to this day, there's nobody more dangerous. I don't care what anybody says. I, I and I, I stand by that. That's my guy. So you know, you know yeah, how I, I stand feel by about it. it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I think they're ceiling. I think if they get to the NFC championship game, that's going to be their ceiling. If Tom Brady gets to the Super Bowl, he's not losing unless it's against Joey B. Joey B. You think he beat him? That's my super. That was my Super Bowl pick. You know what? The Bengals and the Bucks in the Super Bowl would be super, super interesting. And I'll tell you why. That first half, the Bucks played against the Bengals. <laughs> that was the team that could win the Super Bowl. And I we spe- I spoke about that on, on the episode after that Sunday when they played. And I said, wow, that team could win the Super Bowl. That team that played Cincinnati in the first half could win the Super Bowl. So that would be interesting if that ever did happen because I feel like I would be pretty confident because I don't think the Bucs would collapse like that again. Four turnovers in a row mm-hmm. in the third quarter. On they, like the 30 they handed this the, the Bengals a win on a silver platter there you know what I mean I mean look the Bengals made the plays executed and they they won the game they did what they had to do they scored in the red zone they put pressure on the Bucks and the Bucks never responded so but I would like to see that game if it did happen we could we could that was my preseason pick I don't know if we'll follow it up next week with our with our picks next week we'll we're see. next week we're going to give our uh Super Bowl predictions playoff predictions all that jazz so stay tuned all right moving on to our next topic Browns and Dima Sue Swatson beat Carson Wentz and the Commanders. Uh, is this the end for Wentz? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bro, I fucking told you about this mid-ass quarterback. He is so trash, fam. It's over for him. Wrap him up, put him in a bow, and put him on the bench, cuz, cause he ain't going nowhere. He should never see another starting job in the NFL. Period. End of story. I don't care what he did in 2017. I don't give a fuck what he did in 2019. What I know is 
The last time he played in a meaningful game last year, he lost to the Jacksonville fucking Jaguars and the Colts missed the playoffs. Then the, the, the commanders had an opportunity to be in the playoff race and he fucking threw three picks for a buck 43 against the Browns at home. I'm sorry. This man is done. He's been done. He is never going to get over that Foles hump Pauls, And it's just, uh, yeah, it's over for him. I, I hate to say it to you. I know you're, you're a Wentz guy, but I try to tell you, bro, I try to get you off this mid-ass quarterback because you're better than this. You know quarterbacks. When you when you look at a quarterback and you see, look, you, you like Joe Burrow, he's a good player. But when, but when you're back in Carson Wentz, I'm looking at you sideways, fam, because I'm like, bro, you're looking at the same fucking team, uh, thing I am? You finished yet? I am. Go ahead. Proceed. I agree with everything you just said. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's really it. Yo, it's a new fucking year, man. January. It's a new year, fam. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Let's get it. Let's get it cracking this motherfucker. January 5th, 2023. I'm showing the humility and I'm saying I was wrong. And as much as I hate being wrong and it kills me, I was still root for him especially in back-to-back seasons when your team can make the playoffs and you go out like that. He never recovered from Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl. And look, whether that that could be a different argument for a different day, good, bad, or indifferent, he never recovered from that. And it ruined his career. It sucks for him because I think he's a really nice guy, but there's just something off. You got the fans cheering for uh, Heineke and things like that like that's uh, the, the fans want passion like, yeah it's over it, it's the Carson Wentz as a starting QB is over he's a backup moving forward you happy <laughs> I'm reading the comments the comments are great keep it going guys I'm having a blast reading your comments keep it going Godfar Wentz is pure poop <laughs> uh that's that's amazing that's amazing yep and Dave said Wentz has never <laughs> been the same since he got hurt in Philly Went, went, went. Yeah, he's done. I, I, I don't. And here's the thing: he has the saddest and the craziest fall from grace. I mean, you went from being a league MVP and rated the best quarterback, the best player in the NFL amongst your peers, to four years later, like being on three different team, two different teams, three including the Eagles, and. And looking like you don't know how to play football when the game matters. It's, I, I just, there's nothing, there's nothing to defend anymore. Yeah. You, you can't, you really can't. There's there, nothing there's, I can, there's nothing I there's like, I can't grasp at a straw and run with it right now with him. There's nothing I can say. Like I, like when we laugh about Baker and shit, like I can still pull at straws to make my a compelling case. I can't do that anymore with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. So for now with Carson Wentz for me, I root for him. I hope to, I hope that he does well and I hope he gets a backup job, but with his reputation, I don't know. I don't know if somebody will bring him in as a backup. I genuinely don't know about that. Yeah, and I agree with you because now it's like, all right, if if your quarterback, if your starting quarterback struggles, you're almost forced to start Carson Wentz because you're like, all right, well, maybe he can he can relive some magic from 2017, or maybe he still has a little 2019 in him. Carson Wentz, oh my God, dude, he ain't coming back, bro. He was never coming back. That dude is mentally damaged. It's a shame, and I just, you know, I wish the guy well, but. He is not a starting NFL quarterback moving forward and probably for the rest of his career, his, his young career. He's still pretty young. He doesn't have uh, it here. 
Yeah, yeah. And he still does the same fucking mistakes that he did in Philly. It's the same exact thing. It's, it's like a car, thing. it's a carbon copy every week. He makes a throw where you're like, oh my God. And somebody clings to it. And you're like, he could still play. And then when it matters to make routine, basic ass throws, it's, he looks lost. I, I, it's, it's really inexplainable. Yeah. I, I've never seen a player that was at the peak fall from grace like this. This has been a decline, like boom, boom. Then he had a little jump in 2019. Then it was free fall. Yeah. He, you could argue the Colts year was pretty good. No, I, the problem was he didn't finish well. And here's Balls. the problem. <laughs> here's the problem with the Colts. After the Colts cut him, after he missed the playoffs and he had a decent year, I think that ruined his confidence even more. Because at that point, it's like, what do I got to do? Now, now, th now this team doesn't want me. After they didn't want him in Philly and they got hurt. So for him, dude, it sucks, but it's over for him as a um, – as a starter, um, I was wrong. January 5th, 2023, document it. It's over for Wentz. And my love fest has subsided. Um, but to go a little, little different direction, do you think the Browns should be worried about um, Watson? I would be. You pay him a lot of money. He should be performing. He I don't, looks I don't care. horrible. I don't care if you took away a year and a half away from football. Well, you get paid $230 million. You are telling the organization, I am the guy to get you to to the Super Bowl, when you are failing to even put up even a good game here in the last, what, five games since he came back, it's been pitiful. Five touchdowns, three interceptions, 872 yards. And, yeah, I mean, you could argue his last game was his best game, 50% completion percentage, 169 yards and three touchdowns. Bro, the touchdown to Amari but, Cooper was a 10-yard pass. I get it. No, I get that. So the touchdowns looks like it, it looks great. But yeah. when you watch him, you're like, this guy got $230 million. They look better with, with fucking Jacoby Brissett. They did. They're 100%. They, they look like a, a really a decent team with them. They look formidable. They look formidable. They look like a, a team that's not going to just go in there and roll over, bro. They, 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 they look like they were ready to play. And with Watson, I, I just, I don't see, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's going to need the offseason to, to get better, work on his craft, you know, shake off the rust. But next year, and the beginning of the season is going to be crucial for him because if you start off slow, you're going to start to see the rumblings and you're going to hear the rumblings and you're going to see the effect on his play moving forward, possibly. But Nick, he played five games this year. Now he's going to be out for the whole, he's going to be out for the next eight months. Mm -hmm. I doubt he's going to play the two regular season games. So September for him is basically going to be another preseason. What do you mean he won't play the two regular season games? The two preseason games. Okay, Excuse okay, me. Okay. Excuse me. Um, you think he should? Him, yeah, dude. He needs reps. He needs to play as much as possible. Like if I'm, I'm, he's got to go out there and play the first half of both games. Of both games, I agree, a hundred percent. He needs to. I think, I think a lot, every player should. Well, I, I've always said that the, the the preseason is meaningful. You need to go out there and you need to get tackled and get in football shape, and and your body needs to adjust to get those hits. You need those reps. That's why most quarterbacks, like Aaron Rodgers, he said it before too. Like some of those guys are, are warming up in September, the first two three games. It's warm ups. Like you didn't, you haven't. You haven't had live action like that because I don't think like quarterbacks don't get hit at all during the summer. No, they have that. They have a red jersey, the red jersey on, on, right? And, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you, you have to get used to that. You don't touch the quarterback in, in the summer. Well, you can't even touch him in regular games. No, I know, but in practice, when you go near a quarterback, <coughs> you get yelled at. They don't really? want, and they don't want you near anywhere his legs uh, or just around him. They don't want that because. So that's what I'm saying with Watson. Weird. Like he needs those reps. I just I. I said it when it happened, and it was partially because I'm a Baker guy and partially because I, I didn't like what the Browns did, so I wanted to watch them fail. They will regret doing this. 
they will regret doing this because he's not getting back to who he was four years ago. I don't think so either. Again, the last time, the last two times I saw Deshaun Watson prior to the the Browns, he was four and twelve, and the year before that, he blew a twenty-four point lead for which reasons I can't explain. Never gets talked about. I don't understand that either. Like that should be that should be a stain on him. That should be a. I got to watch saying that mental collapse. Yeah, that is, that should be a stain on his resume. A big one pause. Cause I know he likes to go to masseuses and they stain and stuff. Like yeah. That. You don't want to go there. Yeah. But I'm just <laughs> saying in general, like that is, that is something that gets so overlooked and that is so like you blew a 24 to zero lead in the playoffs. If that was Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or one of those guys that, you know, had those, those playoff hiccups. If you, you know, you might add, they would be getting ripped apart. For Absolutely. That. You can't blow leads like that. Absolutely. So that's how I feel with Deshaun Watson. Um, but he played Mahomes, correct? Yeah. That's what. Uh, yeah. It became more about the greatness of Mahomes coming back from 24 more to zero. of the collapse of Deshaun more, Watson. Yeah. More than the collapse of Watson, which again is not fair. And that is some of the stuff that does bother me with Mahomes, even though I think Mahomes is far and away the best quarterback in the game. I just feel like with Mahomes, it, it just, the story should have been more about Watson. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll die on that hill. It just, it never gets talked about. You never hear anybody say that. Wow. You got a Baker supporter here. Matthew, Matthew. Ross, Lavelle, Baker guy as well. Wow. You have company. You have a company. lot of them. We're coming. Yeah. I like it. Okay. We're coming. Welcome to the bake show. Welcome to the bake show is fucking crazy. Um, Nick, give me a future outlook for both teams. Like, do you think, what do you see with the Browns and the commanders going forward? Who do you, and give me a prediction. Who will be the commander's quarterback to start the year next year? It's going to be somebody, it's going to be either, um, I can see a Derek Carr going there. Um, I don't think they have enough because they traded, they traded a lot of their picks. Agreed. Now, maybe draft picks. I know that uh, Sam Halkid, he's looked promising. He's getting to start this week. Um, maybe he can provide a spark, maybe provide something good on tape where they feel comfortable enough where they can work with them in the offseason to to get him up to speed and be a uh, starting quarterback. Um, that's a route they could take because they, they just drafted him last year, uh, this year. So he's a rookie. So he's still learning. So if they believe in him, maybe, maybe give him a chance. But I think the commanders are kind of in the business of they're done with chances, bro. Like, I, I feel like their last couple of quarterbacks, they've given chances and they just haven't found the guy to get him over that hump. I think the commanders as a team are pretty good. I think they have a pretty good roster. I think they have a little, you know, a couple holes here and there, just like every other team, but they are still a pretty competitive squad. So if you give them a, a, a quarterback with Terry McLaurin and, um, you know, a couple other uh, of their of their weapons, Jahan Dotson of the world, he's been awesome. Honestly, so if they can get a quarterback, they could be a really good team. But I think, I think probably free agency um, would be. Jimmy G makes a lot of sense because he's going to be a free agent. Yeah, but I, I, Jimmy G might want a lot of money. I think Wentz is still under contract. Yeah, I, they're going to cut him. But is is there any dead? Cap I don't space? think so. I don't, I don't know think that. so. I think it's I think it's done after this year. Okay, so it was kind of like a one year deal, and then it was like a frontly loaded deal. I, I don't know. I don't we know. To, I, but I, I, I think they can get rid of him. We got to fact check that. Okay. Um, so commanders, I think they have a bright outlook. I like their roster. Mm -hmm. I think they're pretty good. Uh, the Browns, same way, uh, you know, same feeling about them. I I, I think their roster is really strong. They, they, they can run the football. They play good defense. Miles Garrett is a beast. Nick Chubb is probably one of the best, you know, top three running backs in football. You can argue. Um, he's, he's fantastic. And they have Amari Cooper who balled out this year. 
He did. Amari Cooper did his he thing. He did. He did. I, you know I who could use Amari Cooper? Absolutely. Cowboys. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? For him to go to the Browns and ball out like that, yeah, I salute him. You know, for real. And with Jacoby Brissett and whatever's left of the show. Correct. Lost. So he he's he's on his part. But you know, I think the Browns um, are a, a wide receiver and a couple pieces away from being really good. It really depends on the quarterback. I was never really the Sean Watson kind of guy. Um, I know he was he he was play he played pretty well in Houston. He was pretty good. He was he was, he was he was a top he was regarded as a top five quarterback at the time. And um, but his playoff success just just never really um, panned out over there. I know it was the Texans, but still. Uh, but I, I just Deshaun Watson. I, who knows? Like I I don't know. I mean, who knows? Based on what I've seen this year, is this what you're getting moving forward? Is it a system that he that he's just not grabbing on, or is they're not utilizing his strengths? No, I just think Do it's they a lack of strengths. I think it's a. No, I don't even think it's that, dude. I just think it's a lack of playing. Like he hasn't played in two years. Yeah, but to command two hundred and thirty million dollars. Well, that was reputation based, and that's why team. That's why you haven't seen a contract like that again. Teams are not going to do that, bro. That like people thought they were going to start a trend with that. They're not doing that. The Browns just panicked because they never had a quarterback. I disagree with that. They had a quarterback. I disagree with that though. I think I think I think a team will definitely do something like that again because if Lamar Jackson fucked around and left the the Ravens, somebody's going to give him the unknown money. They're going to give him the bag. It's it's unknown. You don't know how Lamar. You think fully guaranteed like Watson though? Two hundred fifty million thirty fully guaranteed. From the last report that I've read, uh, and this was a long time ago with Lamar, it was he wanted the Deshaun Watson deal, and and you saw what happened. He got hurt. No, no, no. I'm saying like they they were like no. Yeah, well, they 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 rejected that, but now they were, I think the Ravens are starting to like scratch their head a little, like, oh fuck, man, we we need Lamar Jackson out here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like the trajectory before for, for the Browns and the Commanders. I think um, you know it's just quarterback for them. That's really they're they're missing links right now. Yeah. Even though the Browns have a quarterback per se, but the Commanders need a quarterback. If they can get a quarterback, they'll be okay. The what do, what's your outlook? They need a quarterback. They're a quarterback away from being a solid team. I mean, they were pretty solid this year with Taylor Heineke. Yeah, in the running for for the uh, the wild cards. But I think they just Jimmy G would be perfect because he's an adult. He would stabilize them, and I, like I think Jimmy G's good. I don't think he's anything special, but Jimmy G's a good quarterback, and he would be fine with Scary Terry, uh, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. So Curtis Samuel had a good year. He's a top thirty receiver in fantasy. I worry about Jimmy G being a system quarterback. I do. I mean. He up until Brock Purdy, he was the system in, in San Francisco. I know, but I, 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 but the the system was tailored around him. You know, they do all those gadget plays, they throw the ball, short, immediate routes, but they had burners on that team where they could take a sixty yards. So I wonder if he's a system quarterback. I don't know how well he would do with the Commanders, to be honest with you. I'm going to be real with that. And I yeah. like Jimmy G. I think he's a I think he's a good quarterback. He just might be a well. Here's the thing, that's Sam. Okay. That's okay. That's not a yeah. tackle anybody, bro. Sam. I mean, uh, Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz drug that team to seven wins. You don't tell. You mean to tell me that Jimmy G isn't better than either of them? I mean, think of it like that. Oh, no, I I agree, but the system might tailor Heineke more than Garoppolo due this due to his strengths. I doubt it, man. I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, I just, it's interesting. That's you know? where I think is a perfect landing spot for Jimmy G, in my opinion. I think it works. Is that where you think he's going? If I had a bet right now, I would say that I think Jimmy G ends up in Washington. Okay. I think he's a commander. Interesting. All right, guys, moving on. Packers 
demolish the Vikings. I try to tell them, man. You try to tell me shit. I try to tell Pauls, bro. Go ahead. Why? What do you mean, why? What I want to hear this. Like, hey, hey, hey. I would. I was. I told. I picked the Packers to win this game, Nick. Yeah, no, you did. I was talking about the one team that could beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Would have been the Packers, and it's it's absolutely facts. It's, Why, bro? They wax them. It happens, dude. I know it happens, but every time the Vikings play a good team, they get their fucking ass beat. Nick, they played 15 games. So you mean to tell me 14 of I mean 11 okay. of them were trash? You want to go down the you want to go down the schedule? Go ahead because here's the thing. Unless you unless you blow the Vikings out, they beat you. That's not true. They're 11 and 0 in one score games. That's what good teams do. They're 11 and 0 in one score games and then they be, they got beat by the Lions. I think like 34 like 34 23 or something like that. That was for greasy. Oh, it's like 20 like 34 23 or something like that. So they lost that one outside of one score. So the Vikings, unless you blow them out, they're beating you. Okay. Go ahead. Let's let's do this. The Colts game it was luck. Luck. Uh, here we go. Luck. Why can't you just go down the thing? 33 nothing and you win that game is luck. Then they play the Giants, barely beat the Giants. I'm not a big Giant believer. I just there's nothing appealing about them. I know they're in the playoffs, but they just got hot in the beginning of the season, and then they start. Start at the beginning. Up. Start at the beginning. Run okay. through them. Okay. You want what through the through the Vikings schedule? Yeah, run through the schedule. Okay. So the Vikings beat Green Bay 23-7. Busted their ass. They got smoked by the Eagles 24-7. A so they out. got they got blown, blown out, out, right? Blown out. Okay. Thank you. Vikings Lions. They beat them. 28-24. Okay. They beat the Saints 28-25. You told me the Saints were a good team. You told me the Vikings were a good team. I, I have proof. Okay. So the proof is they beat a bad team by three. Okay. I got you. Okay. Okay. And then the Vikings and the Bears, they beat they won 29-22. Okay. They beat the Dolphins 24-16. Dolphins? Okay. Whatever. That's a good win. It's a quality win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold against them. Okay. They beat the Cardinals 34-26. Okay. They beat the Commanders 20 to 17. Okay. They beat the Bills 33 to 30. That's Who? a great, that's a good win. Okay. That's a good win, but it was fluky. Um, extremely fluky, but that is, I mean, the guy fumbled at the half yard line and they scored a touchdown. I can't I, help look, it. Okay. I got, I got it. I got it. Hear me out. They, 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 they got smoked by the fucking Cowboys 40 to three. Then they beat the Patriots 33, 26, which they should have lost that game. That was a bullshit fucking fumble, um, call at the red zone with, with, uh, Hunter Henry. That's a touchdown. Nick, you went through five games. It was luck. It's, they should have, and this should have happened. Yes, absolutely. This is, this is their season. This is their season. Listen, hear me out. Vikings uh, and Jets, 27-22, they beat them. Then they beat, then then they lose the Lions, 34-23, okay? The Lions? Good team. Okay, yeah, they're good. They are. They're, they're solid. <coughs> then they came back against the Colts. See, they were down 33. They came back. They won 39-36. Then they beat the Giants next week, 27-24. They're a good team. Then they got blown out by the Packers, 41-17. Okay, where in this schedule that you see the Vikings being that team? I uh, need to know because when they played the Packers week one, the Packers weren't the Packers. Packers were, they're young. They're young. Aaron Rodgers didn't have any camaraderie with his wide receivers. Now he's starting to pick up steam. Okay. So where, where is, where is the impression that you get that they, the Vikings are good? I, I don't understand. Anybody out there think the Vikings are a legit Super Bowl team? I, I don't think so. You got, I want to hear from the audience. You got a critic in the chat. Good. He said, shut up. Did you actually watch the game? <laughs> I did watch the games. The Vikings are not that good. The Vikings are not good. I wouldn't Kirk, say. Hold on. Cheeks, I wouldn't go that far. Hold on. Cheek said Kirk is goaded because 
Vikings got a league gotta lead the league in comebacks i'm sorry kirk is goaded what the fuck are you looking at bro they got blown out 41 to 17 but nick that's I'm, not goaded nick you can get blown it happens so again they've played 15 games right okay or or however many 16 games or, or however many it is i'm sorry 16 games they've blown out opponents i mean they've gotten blown out on their four losses and in the other games they've won by one score Eight cheeks after the vikings lose in the first round Come back to this podcast. I'll blow your cheeks out. I'm going to cheek. I'm going to save this clip because they're going to win the first round. I can't wait. Me neither. This team is fraudulent. They have fraudulent written all over them. What? Hell. All over. I'm telling you, bro. You're the only they person in the world. They're not impressive. Nick, you got to be the only person in the world that will sit there and say that an 11 win team is phony and an eight win team is the shit. They came back from 30 points. That's that's completely luck, bro. An NFL team blowing a 33-point lead at halftime is fucking luck. So this is your question. When Tom Brady came back I against... I said that. That was, that was luck. Replay the podcast. I said it. Because to come back from 28 to 3, that is luck too. You need the ball to bounce your way in certain moments to get you back into the game. I agree And that. there's nothing wrong with but that. But you still have to play the fucking game. It they wasn't made, like they were playing they bad. Made, they made the plays when they had to. And I salute that. But if you play a good team and you play like that, you come out, you are getting your ass waxed. Period. End of story. You <laughs> no. are. You, 33 nothing. You play a good team. You fuck around and play San Francisco. They would beat their ass. They wouldn't even stand a chance with them. I don't know about. I don't know about that. No, 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 no I don't know about real. that. Let's stop Why? the cat. Why? Let's stop the cat. Why? But tell me because how the San Francisco defense is fucking good. And I they, get that, but if you, you can stop Justin Jefferson. You are getting a mediocre Vikings team. Period. End of story. But look at the Eagles and them. look at the Packers. That's two Nick. But it only happened in two games out of fifteen. And Nick. Dallas. What are you doing, Dallas? That's still, at that point, it's three out of sixteen but games. That, Nick, that's bad. That's that's but, not good math. But every single team is either good or hot. So what's up? If you're a good team, you're beating all them. Nick, you're gonna lose. You lost to the, you lost forty one to seventeen to the Packers, who are fucking seven Here's and the eight. Thing. Whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa! They're seven and eight, and they lost to the Packers. The Vikings had an opportunity to leapfrog into the standings because the Eagles lost, and they failed to convert, and they got their ass beat forty one to seventeen. How? If you are telling me this is a Super Bowl team, you ain't losing 41-17 in week 16. No shot. Well, I didn't I didn't say that, but however, the last three or four Super Bowl winners had three game losing streaks during the regular season. So you can have bad moments. That does happen, Nick. But my point is, is, is with true? the Yes. The Bucks did. The Bucks did and they dropped three straight that year? When they were seven and five before the bye week, I think they did. I don't. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. No, it might be. It might be two teams. It might be two teams. But two of the last of the last three Super Bowl winners or something like that won that. But my thing is, we'll check that after the show. My thing is though with the Vikings. Here's the problem with the Vikings. The Vikings floor is so low that like when you have an off game, if you're the Eagles or you're the Chiefs, mm -hmm. you can still kind of stay in it. The Vikings, when they have an off game, it is so bottom in the barrel that they're getting demolished like that. That's the problem with the Vikings. But again, you're 11-0 in one-score games. That's a testament to something. Last year, we were talking about the Raiders being 7-0 in one-score games. That's a, And you told me that was a sign of a good football team. But now, because it's the Vikings, they're not a good football team. They're not. I need consistent energy on this podcast moving forward. I always give you consistent energy. I'm very consistent. I'm always consistent. You know that, and I know that. One thing I will say. Let me ask you a question. You asked me. <laughs> you obviously didn't listen to what the fuck I said last week because I said the 28-3 was lucky. That is a luck thing. You need luck. Yes and no. So you didn't listen to what I said. So you need to start listening to we what I said. We talk a lot of shit, I, Nick. I can't remember everything word for word. Bro, I'm giving you some game. 
and I'm giving it to you for free. I'm telling you, the Vikings are not that good. So are the Vikings get, going out round one? They, If they play the Green Bay Packers, they will lose. We'll see. Period. I will bet on that. I'll be glad to. I don't know if they're going to play the Green Bay Packers. You worried? No, I'm not. You wouldn't be worried at all. You don't think Green Bay has any chance? No, because where does Aaron Rodgers play his worst football in the postseason? Okay. And now well, he's that's, doing. That's and now, a fair take. I, I'm, I can't yeah. disagree. With and you. now Aaron Rodgers is going to be with rookie wide receivers who haven't been in that moment before. But I go through the history of hot teams playing at the right time, and the history tells me the hottest team in the end goes to the Super Bowl. I don't know if Green Bay is that team. But if Green Bay did get into the playoffs, I firmly believe they could beat the Vikings. Absolutely. I mean, can they? Yeah, I don't think they will, though, to be honest. Um, so that do you think the Vikings, though, like, do you think they peaked too early? Do you think that's the problem? Absolutely, they, they peaked. That is one well, thing that concerns me, is that they might have peaked too early. Here's the thing. I don't know if they peaked, because when they were winning games, they were winning by field goals. They weren't blowing anybody out. They weren't having significant wins. They were winning by four or five points, a touchdown maybe here and there. Uh, but mo- majority of their wins have been really like a small deficit. It hasn't really been a blowout in every single win they had. None of them, actually. I don't think were any blowouts. Who? The Vikings. They won 11 one-score games, and their 12th win was, right. was by 11 and, against and, the Lions. And, look, and, and that's that's due to coaching. That's good coaching. That's, that, that is a good team. A great team is taking care of business in Week 17 against a measly-ass opponent, and you had the opportunity to leapfrog the NFC standings when the Eagles lost, and um, that was your moment to move up in the standings. And they failed to do so, and they got embarrassed by Green Bay in Lambeau Field. And Justin Jefferson got he was he was a ghost, and I believe he'll bounce back from. If he's any type of man and wide receiver one, he will bounce back from that. If they, but you got to understand the the formula is there for the Vikings. You shut down Justin Jefferson, they have nothing. You had Dalvin Cook, I, I yeah, that's great. He kind of been ugh, okay, yeah, and and that's true. But he he played great in that comeback against the Colts. He did okay, yeah, that's that's fine. But if I'm looking at the whole thing, I'm sorry, bro, but. You take away J. Jeff, they ain't shit, man. They can't move the football. And Cheeks is over here talking uh, talking crazy, fam. You'd say you take Kirk over Brady right now. Your team would suck, fam. Kirk over, whoa, whoa, Your team whoa. would suck. Your franchise would suck. Your name is what you are, bro. Cheeks. <laughs> you are Cheeks. Your team would be Cheeks. <laughs> You're fucking crazy, fam. Well, welcome to the show. I'm theories, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just passionate. Um, it's theories, What baby. I was going to say was... Um, for with the Vikings. I mean, I just, I would take the Vikings in a rubber match, to be honest, especially after they got blown out like that, because you know how it is. Um, One of our guys, Matt, that's in here, wants to make you a bet. If, yeah, if the Vikings get eliminated in the first round, he will give you his Justin Jefferson rookie card. If the Vikings win, he has a segment on the podcast. He comes on the podcast. For okay. Yeah, absolutely. Deal. Deal, Matthew. Deal. That's a deal. I love that. That's confident too. That's awesome. A Justin Jefferson rookie. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Oh look, that, man, that card's gonna look real nice. Oh no, actually, no. I'm with I'm with him. Is it a PSA ten? What's the condition of it? <laughs> that matters. He's gonna send you a busted ass card. Yeah, it's gonna be like fucking bent on the corners and shit. Yeah. The surface right. is gonna be. He said he bet against them. Look at the comments. Oh, oh, that's for me. Vikings lose first round. Give me a segment for the podcast show. Vikes win first round. You get my Justin Jefferson. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll take that. That's going to look great on this desk. It's going to look perfect right here. As long as. Oh, so wait, Matthew's on my side. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 
Yo, welcome aboard, Matthew. It's Team Theories. <laughs> That's how we're doing this tonight? I'm kidding. No, Matthew, he's a Baker guy. I know, I know. So I, I rock with him. Um, all right, guys, we are moving on here. to our next segment. Titans versus Jaguars for the division. I can't believe we're saying that. Psychotic and iconic. Jaguars minus six and a half. Nick, who wins and why? He said it's a PSA, or it's not a PSA, it's Raw. It's Raw? That's fine. I like Raw. I like Raw. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the Jaguars <laughs> are winning this football game. The Titans have no chance. They have no quarterback. Malik Willis is not it. You could tell. Uh, I don't even, Is he starting this week for them? Who is their starting quarterback? Joshua Dobbs? Joshua Dobbs is starting? Yeah. God, Christ. They have no chance. I love the Jaguars here. This is another team that nobody wants to play in the first round. They're peaking at the right time. Doug Peterson is coaching his ass off. Trevor Lawrence is playing that fantastic football. Football. And you know who else is playing really good football? Travis Etienne. He's looking like one of the greatest, uh, <laughs> looking like one of the greats in and and um in, in uh the you know one of the best running backs in the league. He is playing fantastic, he's explosive, he he could do it all. He can catch, he could run. He is that guy that he's a home run hitter for the Jags, and that is scary when they can throw the ball the way they can. This team is very scary. Their defense is pretty good. I like the Jags here. I think the Jags are going to win this game. I think they're going to cover the spread. I don't think the Titans have any chance. This is going to be the moment where the Titans completely implode that entire team, and I think, you know, we talked about this earlier, uh, you know, previous um, episodes. Mike Vrabel is, is he on the chopping block? Because I don't know. Does he want to Hell be there? No. Does he want to be there? Does he want to coach a good team? Does he want a team that he can have control of because he believes in his ability? Because I think Mike Vrabel is a great coach. I love Vrabel. I think he he put the Titans on the map last year, um, you know, having the one seed, and he did it with Ryan Tannehill. So the guy could coach, no doubt about it. But the Jags here, they are riding the momentum. They are on fire. This team is dangerous. Look out. I like the Jags here at minus six and a half. Me too. I think the Jags are going to smoke them. Um, I agree with you that this is the this is the moment where they just implode. Um, and it's over for the Titans reign, uh, whatever that reign was. I mean, they had a good run. You had a good run. Um, and that just how it goes. I, I mean, who who's their quarterback? You said is it Joshua Dobbs? Is it Josh Dobbs? Yeah, yeah. I think he's starting this week. Yeah, I mean, is Derrick Henry playing? He is playing. Yeah, I he mean he practiced. So I yeah, don't for me is. with the Jags, man, the Jags are coming. And they got, Me too. they got, yeah, <laughs> they got Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, right now, like, where do you rank Trevor amongst the NFL quarterbacks? Cause like, I was thinking this, like, he's an easily a top 10 quarterback this year. No, I don't know, dude. There have been 10 guys that play better than Trevor Lawrence this year. I'm in the 13 since December. He's played better than J.A. Yeah. But I would take Josh Allen over him any day. So right now, in the league, just like even, I mean, are are you going by the hot streak right now, or are you going by? I'm going by his body of work all by, year. Okay, I have him probably 13, 13, 14 maybe. I have to go through the over list. the last month. He's been a top five, and we'll do that. We're gonna rank the um, the quarterbacks yeah. the, in the playoffs. That's a, that's another segment that we're gonna Ooh, do that's, next that's week. Good one. I like that. That would be fun. We're gonna rank the top best quarterbacks in the playoffs for each conference for each conference. Yes. Next week. So be sure to tune in on that. And uh, yeah, I, I have him in that, in that range. Where do you have, you have top 10. You yeah. Think he's a top I, 10 quarterback. Really? I really do, man. I mean, and look, that's coming from me. Who was like a big skeptic. You think moving forward year. is that, is that his ceiling is, is that where he's going to be the rest of his career in your eyes? Or is this just a one season thing? No, I don't think so. Dude, I don't because think so I think here's the thing. I think Doug Peterson, 
arguable a top five coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I think he's excellent. And I think what you've seen from Trevor Lawrence is that he's starting to figure it out. Yeah. And look how he's been playing. And he's got a squad around them. And next year they get Calvin Ridley. You're adding Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones with Travis Etienne. And they'll get a backup running back to go behind him instead of uh um, I forget the backup there, James Hasty. Yeah. Or Jamichael. Jamichael Hasty, he could ball. He ain't bad. He's a he's a pretty he's a pretty good spell back for for the for the Jags. Yeah. He he's, so, he's good in the red he's good in the red zone. That's how I feel with them. I think the I think the Jags for the first time in my lifetime are on the up. Yo, they, big time. They got a nice squad, man. They're 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 wide receivers. You know, I, depending lot, on their matchup, they might win a playoff game. A lot of people killed them, including myself, for the uh, the Kirk contract. He lived up but to it. I'll tell you what, man. He's been awesome this year. I know he's had a couple bad games this year, but. He's really been a really good component to that offense. Um, the Jags, man, they, they they're and, and 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 Cheeks is right. Evan Ingram been good also. He I has. fucking said that, man. He I has. said it when we were talking about fantasy. He has. He's picked it up the last, I would say, four uh, four weeks. He's been awesome. He's been a tight end one in fantasy, and uh, he has been Trevor Lawrence's probably favorite target the last four weeks. And if, if they get him going and they open up the field, this team's offense is sky's the limit because they have the running back. They have the wide receivers. They have the quarterback, the offensive line. They have the pieces. They got the, the head coach. Doug EP knows exactly what he's doing on offense. This team is scary. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Evan Ingram has been amazing. That's a great point. Great point. Cheeks. All right, guys move. Look at you and cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you and Cheeks finding some rhythm. I fuck with Cheeks. You clapped his Cheeks? Yeah, I And now you're talking cheeks. to Cheeks. Yeah, I fuck with Cheeks. All right, last segment before we go into our game <laughs> picks. Back to the Packers versus the Lions. Packers minus four and a half. Psychotic and iconic. Packers winning in. Yeah. What you think? They're winning. And yeah, I told you this. My, my prediction was two weeks ago, they're going to get in the playoffs and they're going to beat the Vikings. And I hope they do play them. I don't know if the matchup, if it matches up with them. Packers will be seven seed. Yeah. So they'll play the Vikings. Well, two, that, seven. the Vikings are two or is San Fran two? Oh, yeah. I forgot. that. I think the Vikings are going to be two. Okay. So that'd be great. That's the perfect matchup. Yep. I can't fucking wait for that. Me neither, bro. I cannot wait. Is that Tuesday? Wait. I'm going to come in here, bro, and I'm nah, just going to go crazy. I can't. You guys wait. better turn tune the fuck in next week because when if we preview the Packers and the Vikings, you're going to see nothing but fireworks, nothing but passion, nothing but arguing, nothing but great sports debate at the best fucking podcast on the net. We appreciate everybody listening. I just think that you're crazy. You're in denial with the Vikings okay. and the Packers. I like the Packers here. I really do. They're hot. They're they have everything to play for. They know they need to win. The Vikings can still get in too, but I think the Packers are playing extremely well football, and I I just like their chances here. I am rooting for the Lions because I like Dan Campbell. I am a fan. He changed the entire culture in Detroit and that's hard to do. They haven't been able to do that in years. The fact that he was able to do it and what this, this is his uh, first season. Yeah. yeah no, this is second, second, season. second yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. The fact he's able to do it in second season is amazing. And he changed that culture in Detroit and you know, they play for him. dude. hard nosed football mm -hmm. team, but I like the Packers here. Do you think the Packers are dangerous? I asked this before about them being dangerous if they sneak in. But my question is, is do you think they're only dangerous to the Vikings in that first round, or do you think they can be dangerous to the rest of the NFC? I think they could be dangerous for, us in the, for the rest of the NFC. Hear me out. Real fast, I never gave my pick on that. Ahead, I think the Lions are going to beat the Packers okay. on Sunday night. I think the Lions finally do it. You're hoping that. 
I am. I am. Because you don't want to see the Packers and the Vikings, man. No, 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 no. I just want the Lions to make the playoffs. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I'm, I'm a Packer. <laughs> of all people. That's crazy. I know, but I, look, I, I just go I'll by, pack you. Yeah, whoa, whoa, fam. Anyway, um, yeah, they're absolutely dangerous. Here's why. There's two reasons. They play they they can play good defense and they can run the football. When it's cold as fuck out there, and you have a, you have two backs and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, who's a bruiser in the cold weather, you don't want to tackle that. And you have Aaron fucking Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely, dude. They are absolutely dangerous. Their defense is playing really well. Uh correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't a San Francisco team go to uh, the team with those bruisers and that freezing cold mm -hmm. and bust their ass last year. Yeah, that was. Did I remember year. that? That was last year. Okay, okay. I'm yeah. just making sure I remember that. I'm correctly. saying, but that it's it's. You're asking me if they're a dangerous team. I'm saying they have the ingredients to be a dangerous team. Yes, absolutely. No, because now you can put the guys in the box. Like I've been saying all since I've been saying since March, you could put the guys into the box and shut down the run. You can. You're not going to have to worry about those wide receivers. You can, but you still have Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. Like I, I would still feel like I ain't scared of that. You should be. He he could still he could still. Oh yeah, he it, can, man. but ain't gonna do nothing. He didn't sling it last year in the playoffs. He didn't sling it the year before that in the playoffs. Okay, I get it. You're you're talking about history. You're talking about past. I get it. I understand Aaron Rodgers' struggles in the postseason. Everybody knows this. I get it. But if you're talking about a dangerous team, they have the ingredients to be a dangerous team. Hear me that. Like, listen to me when I say that. I'm listening to you. Yeah, fam. that's what I'm saying. They had the ingredients to be a dangerous team. They do. Again, they played a good defense and they can run the football. When you have that in the playoffs and you're able to hold possession and get um, the opposing offenses off the field, you're running the ball, you're chewing up the clock, you're shortening the game, you're giving them a better chance to win in the end. Who runs the ball better, the Lions or the Packers? Wow, that's a really good question. I'm going to say this year I like, wow, fuck, man. Red zone, I would give it to Detroit because Jamal Williams is like literally unstoppable in the red zone. It, that, now that 15 is 15 touchdowns is amazing, and it's not being talked. He's about. the he's the uh, James Conner of the of last year. Yeah, he's been amazing, and Swift is he he's finally starting to get healthy. He's he's a really really good player. Uh, but I I'll give it to the Lions this year. I like the way they were they were running the football. Um, but again, I it, it's playoff time. That doesn't matter. Now I think the, the you know the Packers know their strength. They know what they need to do to be successful. That's the ingredient they need to do moving forward in the postseason. That's what makes them dangerous. Do you think they're dangerous? I don't. I think <laughs> <laughs> wild, bro. I think that for me with the Packers, they're not dangerous. And I think that they're the team that everybody should want to play in the first round. They got hot. Yeah. And I get it. Like I've said before, like you want to be hot going into the playoffs, but I don't think the Packers are a really good football team. I really don't like, I just, I don't see it. And like I said, to me, I have 11 years of evidence that Aaron Rodgers play significantly decreases in the playoffs, except for a few spot wins against the Cowboys. I, I, I think the lions win on Sunday night. I think the lions are better than the Packers. The, at, now Jared Goff has outplayed Aaron Rodgers this year too, even though you could say Aaron Rodgers is a bad quarterback, obviously, but Jared Goff has outplayed Aaron Rodgers this year. I don't see Aaron Rodgers losing on Sunday Night Football. Look, I with, know. With everything on the line. I know. But he, in high-pressure moments, he hasn't always performed. And I'm rooting for the Lions, and maybe it's my heart over my head, but I'm taking the Lions to win this game and because I, I think it's their time. And I think Dan Campbell, they're going to bite a kneecap off. They're going to knock him down. And on the way up, they're going to bite another kneecap. <laughs> and that's how we're pulling up. Yeah. Now they need some help. They need the they need, they need Seahawks to lose. They need the Seahawks to lose, which the Seahawks are playing the Rams. Ugh. So 
The bake show. The bake show. Is he going to save the day? Uh, absolutely. Oh, 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 absolutely. Shit. Absolutely. Wow. We didn't yeah. get there yet. We didn't make that pick Yeah, he's coming, okay. he coming with his chef cat. Well, we'll be All ready right. to go. Okay. But, yeah, so I'm taking the Lions to win. I am so excited for that game on Sunday. Me too. Me too. I, I, I This is the game of the week for me. Yeah. And Jared Goff has played it. He's been to a Super Bowl, too. He's been as many Super Bowls as that dangerous guy, Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, for me, Jared Goff has been in a big game. You're talking like you're talking to me like I'm the biggest Aaron Rodgers. No, no, ever. I wasn't doing that to I'm you. I was saying, saying that to anybody that wants said, to try. No, 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 no. I call what you said. You said the dangerous Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because people think I've he's dangerous. I literally said the word dangerous five times in the last five minutes. So were you alluding to me? Well, the way you've been talking. Okay. Yeah, you've been riding his face for the last three episodes. I was not riding his face. What are you talking about? Show <laughs> oh, the they're dangerous. They are. Oh, they are. They're and hot. Just, they're going to beat the Vikings. They're they did. Gonna they, did. That. they did. 41 to 17. I told okay. you that. Okay. And then, but what? They, they were four and eight. So, and yeah, they won a few games. went away from the playoffs. Exactly. Hot, and they can, it can be, but I'm just saying, bro. But they came back. They came back when Aaron Rodgers started throwing the ball less. They took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and started using their running backs. Like I said, was their formula to success before the season started. So once you stop making Aaron Rodgers throw the ball 35 times a game, voila, your fucking team goes, your team starts to win. Which makes them a what? Which makes a them a decent team. team. They're not a dangerous team. That's what makes them a dangerous team. They have the formula of winning. You just said it. If Aaron Rodgers throws less and they run the football more, they're more successful. Yeah, Whether they are. That's true or not. Maybe. Okay. That's but when fine. a team can but run the ball the, just as well, if not better than you. But they have a good defense too. Their defense is starting to click at the right moment too. That's what. Yeah, fair point there. I got you there. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that because the reason that they're winning a lot of those games too is also because of the defense. The defense. The defense over the last four games has played like the defense that people thought was coming out of the gate. Who can the who who do who do you think the Packers could beat if they get into the playoffs? If, is there any team you think? <laughs> they could beat? Um. Uh, no, I, maybe, Stop. maybe the 49ers come on fam, because I don't, I don't, you don't know what Brock Purdy is, dude. You don't know what Brock Purdy is. You don't is. think that you don't think the Packers can beat the Giants. Oh no, no. I thought you were saying in the first round, they're not going to play the Giants in the I'm first saying round in, in the NFC. You don't think they're better. They're better than any of those teams. Oh yeah. They're better than the Giants. I don't think they're better. I think they're better than the Giants. That would be it right now. I think they're better than the Seahawks. I think the lions are better than them. Okay. Um, me too. I agree. Um, and then who's next? Dallas? No, even though they have Dallas's number in the playoffs. The 49ers, I would trust them in round one because uh, Brock Purdy. Matthew said Vikings. I agree with you, Matthew. So I don't think they're you. better than the Vikings. I don't think they're better than the Vikings. I do. Better better team. Maybe hotter than that. Hotter than them. Better <laughs> team is hard to really say. We'll see in the playoffs if they do play. Um, greasy hustle. Vikings are the top of the NFC North. Congrats to them. Records don't mean anything in the playoffs, but okay. Uh, and then Cheek says, "No way, Mike Niners been hot." You know, I'm you not know so Cheeks. I don't know. I have no idea. Unless that's like a uh, unless he heard me. Same yeah, way. maybe. My thing is with the 49ers. Just to clarify. Himself. Tell me, tell me who you are. What's up? I'm Pauls. I'm the realest dude on here. Oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> I need that's that. crazy, man. That, um, that's low. Hold on. My thing is with the Viking, I mean the uh the Packers and the Niners. I just the Niners through I'm I'm held back by Brock Purdy. I don't know if he can do it in the playoffs. It's a different stage. And he could get starstruck if he's playing against Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Because what I saw from Brock Purdy last game 
was encouraging for me moving forward for the Niners. For them to come back and battle with the Raiders, I know for what it's worth, it's the Raiders. Jared Stidham played really well in that football game. I call Brock, it st he stid him. He's stid ass. He's ass. He's not that good. He looked better than Derek Carr. Okay. He it was one game. It's a blimp. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's one game, bro. Okay. Okay. He played, he played well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he did play well. He played well. But Brock Purdy coming back and having that dog fight made me feel like, okay, he can, he's equipped for that, that kind of game. It doesn't have to be just a, a close game where he can just manage the game. He can literally score points. 37 points is pretty good. And, and a shootout. He was able to win a shootout. That's what's impressive about Brock Purdy. All right. I, look, I'm agreeing with you there. He has played well. It's just a different, you know, it gets taken up a notch in the playoffs. And I don't know if, I don't know if I trust Brock Purdy in that moment. I don't yet. We're, we're about to find out. And plus, with the Packers, it's a little bit of revenge right there. You had the MVP last year. You had were 13 and four, and you got bounced in the first round by Jimmy G at home when you had home field advantage. Revenge. Uh, revenge is on their mind. Maybe. Revenge season. But all right, guys, we're moving on to our final segment, our game picks for Sunday before we get out of here. All right. Well, I caught it, I caught it. On Saturday, Chiefs at Raiders, Chiefs minus nine and a half. I like the Chiefs to win this game. Give me the Raiders to cover. Who the fuck didn't know that? I got the Chiefs both ways. You just tell me Jared Stidham's ass, and then you pick the Raiders to cover. Use some shit. Yeah. <sighs> it's a division game. Buccaneers at Falcons. Falcons minus four. This actually indicates that Brady's not playing. This indicates Brady's playing a half, and then he's coming out. Maybe. Who you got? I'm, uh, taking, if, the, I'm taking the Buccaneers both ways, because they're playing Desmond Ritter, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks here. Um, I don't love the pick. I think the Falcons can win this game, um, but Desmond Ritter has been some shit. So I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. All right, Patriots at Bills. Bills minus seven. Patriots win and in. This game was hard to pick, and I know the Bills are playing for Demar Hamlin, 100. But they gotta be still shooken up about that. That that when you know that's that's traumatizing shit what they saw in that field. Yep. Patriots need to win. Patriots know the Bills pretty well. I'm taking the upset here. I'm, I'm, I'm going New England. I think New England wins. I'm going with the Bills. Okay. But I'll take... I'm actually going to take the Bills both ways. I think they're going to come out and inspire because they got the good news that they wanted and they're going to dedicate to uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, I think this is a big spot for the Bills and to get them into get them back focused and things like that. I don't think the Patriots can keep up. Okay. So if, if the Patriots lose this game, what do you think about Belichick? Do you think he lost his fastball? Cause I think he's coaching his ass off. Losses. I mean, no, he lost, but he lost his transmission. He lost what made Belichick Belichick. Like he was Belichick with Tom Brady. Now he's just bill. Don't do that. He just bill. Bro, he's me. coaching his ass off. You know, he reminds me of that show. Little bill. He's coach. He's coaching his ass off. The fact that he's got the eight and eight, cuz, but he's got them on the brink of a playoff berth. That's hard to do, bro. With Mac Jones, you said Mac Jones was ass. He has been ass. And guess year. what? And guess what? They have no offensive coordinator. The fact that they're still in the hunt and they all they have to do is win and get in. That's amazing to me. That's he's coaching his ass off. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you actually have a fair point there. I'll give you that. I just for me, like with Bill Belichick, it's Super Bowl or bust because that's all I've known him for, except for the last two years. Sure. So that's, that is a good point there. I, I, I could, uh, I could, I could give a little bit on that, but I'm, I'm going with the Bills. Okay. 
Vikings at Bears. Vikings minus seven and a half. Let me go. guess. You're taking the Bears on the points. No, I said the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings both ways. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, they beat bad teams. I'm taking the Vikings both ways. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals minus seven. I like the Bengals here. I like them both ways too. Easy. Easy. Easy money. Win right the here. division and it's a wrap. Yeah. Texans at Colts. Uh, I, <clears throat> give me the Texans. I think the Texans win here. I'm taking the Colts both ways because right now the Texans are locked into that first spot and they won't Bryce Young. Aren't they already locked in if, if they lose? Or the Bears are fighting with them? The Bears right? are fighting with them, I believe. Okay. Um, Jets at Dolphins. Just minus one. I don't believe in that mantra. I don't believe people tank for a pick. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So I that's why I'm right with the Texans. They've been playing really good football. Jets at Dolphins. My, uh, Jets are minus one. Um, give me the Dolphins here. I'm taking the Dolphins too, but yeah. I'm just I'm just guessing. On yeah. This one. I mean, Mike White is he's back to earth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Panthers at Saints. Saints minus three and a half. I like the Saints here. Give me the Saints. I'm taking the Panthers. Saints both ways. Sam Darnold been balling. Yeah. That's crazy. That is to say. I'm a Saint. You? Oh, yeah. Browns at Steelers. Steelers minus two and a half. Steelers need a win plus a Dolphins and Patriots loss to make the playoffs. Yo, that is some... That's fucking feasible, bro. It is very that, feasible. And the Steelers find a way to get into the playoffs. They got in... Uh, was it two years ago or last year or something weird stuff? Something happened. They didn't tie somebody. Yeah, they didn't. It tie. was the Raiders and the Chargers. That's right. If they tied the Raiders and the Chargers made it, but the Raiders beat the Chargers. Yes. So the Raiders and the Steelers got in. Got in. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I could see a scenario where that can happen, but I had the pass pulling up the offset, uh, pulling, up, pulling off the upset and the Dolphins winning as well. I'm going to take the Steelers. Steelers here against the Browns. Just Sean Watson has been some shit. Kenny Pickett is balling. I like the way he's been playing, man. I think he's. I think he he might be something special. But. Yes, I agree. I love him, dude. I said it in the preseason. He should have started the year. There's something about him, man. There's he's got the, the poise to him. The got fact, it. Yeah, like the the last drive to 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 throw that dart in in, in a tight window to to uh, Najee Harris to win the game. That's 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 clutch gene right there. I like I like Pickett. Give me the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers both ways too. And Mike Tomlin. Continues a streak of never having a season under 500. He's amazing. Excellent coaching. Chargers at Broncos. Broncos minus two and a half. Well, this line is telling me the Chargers aren't playing any of their players, which means Chase Daniels, their backup, yeah. I believe. Um, he hasn't seen the field in years, fam. So I'm going to go with the Broncos here, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos here, but I'm less high because they trash. <laughs> they, they, they are trash. Uh, Cardinals at 49ers. 49ers minus 14. The 49ers are going to demolish them. 14? Yeah, I agree. Give me give me the Niners both ways. That's a, that's a big line now. Uh, yeah, it is. I usually would take the points, but nah. Cardinals are terrible. Yeah, Cardinals are some shit. Who, who's starting quarterback for them? McSorley? McSorley. Or, I don't even know his first name. Is it McSorley or Colt McCoy? Is he still out, McCoy? Yeah, I think it's McSorley. Is it Trevor McSorley or Tracy McSorley? Trace. Trace. Trace? Yeah, he's from Penn State. Uh, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus six. Seahawks need the win and a Packers loss for the playoffs. <laughs> you pick first. The Bake Show, baby. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? What do you mean? The big show. You're taking the you're taking the ramps? Absolutely. Wow. Baker is back. Wow. I'm gonna go with this. I'm wearing I'm a gonna... chef hat when I watch this game. Oh man. I'm putting on an apron and everything. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks here. This is this is a must win for them. You're disgusting. The Rams have nothing to play for. Baker does. So, but other than that, their their season's <laughs> done. This is everything for Seattle. For them to 
trade their franchise quarterback in the offseason and to be this close to a playoff berth, this is everything to them. They are going to win this football game and they're home. That stadium is going to be rocking. They Seattle has the 12s, but they don't have 17. Oh, that's crazy. I'll give you 12. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you heard me. I got a foot long. That's that. Cowboy, I'm, I'm moving on. Cowboys at Commanders. Cowboys minus seven. <laughs> um, wow. Give me the Cowboys here. Both ways. Me too. Uh, I don't thing. know what I don't know what Sam Howell's like, but I don't trust it. Sam gonna make me howl. Yeah, because he's gonna be some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was fun, man. That, that was, was a great episode, man. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That was great. Phil, hit hit the music for me, baby. All right, guys. Thank you to all our new viewers that tuned in tonight and participating in the comments. That concludes episode 133. Uh, we hope to see you guys on Tuesday, next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, that was a lot of fun. You got to, for everybody who was in here for your first time, you got to see what we're about. We're the best podcast on the fucking net. Theories. And we're going to prove it episode in and episode out. So be sure to check us out. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Anyways, thank you guys for... Um, <laughs> thank you guys for all your love, support, and especially the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not want to miss our daily content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week at PI, baby.